Hi everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Inside View podcast with On The Ball Team Building. Again, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we really appreciate it if you go back to episode 1 and have a listen. Please do rate, review, tell your friends, family, whoever you may know about the podcast. It would mean a huge amount to us. Any interaction that you are in my know might have about the podcast, please do uh, tag us on social media and tag the guests too. Special mention to our sponsors, GRG Sports, up there in Mayo, Mayo GS, Tom Parsons, Keen Hanley and Sherrod's Akram are doing exciting work at the moment, so be sure to check them out on social media. GRG Sports are a sports team or supplier to GA clubs, soccer clubs and all team sports in Ireland. So even if you're a business or a, or a sports team too, uh, be sure to get in contact with them. They'll, they'll kiss you out with whatever type of gear you'd want. They also do high quality masks as well. On this week's episode of an Inside View podcast, we have Thomas Davis star and Dublin senior hurler David Kyo. 2019 marked a remarkable year for the 21-year-old. He broke onto Maddie Keane's panel and was an influential force in Thomas Davis's run into Dublin Football Championship and promoted the top tier of hurling in the county. A dual Dublin underage star, the increased demands on inter-county players resulted on Kyo choosing hurling. David credits the progress of Davis's been down to the exceptional group of people they have around the club. A club that is growing in the right direction in both codes in the capital. Well, hi Davis, uh, welcome to the Inside View podcast. How are you? How's it going? How are things? Uh, thanks very much for having me on. So how did you survive lockdown? Uh, do you know, say during the months of March and April, did you find it difficult? Um, yeah, look, it was it was quite tough um, on I suppose, the training aspect of things. was Everything was put on hold for a while and anything you were doing by yourself, it was it was quite hard to motivate yourself um, when you know there's not going to be games for a while. So I suppose it was just a case of kind of tipping away, doing your own thing and trying to keep on top of your fitness. Um, obviously, kind of work stopped for a while and it was um, everything was fairly unmotivating, just kind of sitting at home. And, you know, there's only so much kind of training and exercise you can do by yourself every day. And how did you find that mentally, I suppose, the biggest challenge was it? Yeah, look, it was... Um, it was tough. Um, I, at the start, it was it wasn't too bad when you were kind of you were only finished up training with your teams and you you kind of you had that bit of mo- motivation there. But I suppose it was just kind of keeping in contact with the lads over social media or whatever, and just kind of when you're chatting with the lads, it's it's nearly like a kind of a boost to yourself that you know everyone else is out struggling and everyone else is out doing their own bit. So it's, it was just a matter of trying to keep on top of things, I suppose. And uh, did you do anything with the county at that time? Yeah, so we we did a couple of a couple of Zoom calls and uh, we did a couple of quizzes online and stuff just to kind of keep in contact with everyone and you know just to so you don't kind of lose familiarity familiarity with everyone. So it um in that sense it was good. We were kind of given a couple of programs and just to keep keep tipping away ourselves and and uh, so hopefully in in hope that no one would kind of lose too much of what we'd built up over the past couple of months. And I suppose, look, for, for yourself, um, we'll, we'll obviously get, get into it more now in, in a few minutes, but how do you find, you know, balancing both football and hurling, you know, with the club? You, you, you play a very high standard, you play in the top, top tier of, uh, of Dublin. Um, do you find that challenging or would there be a lot of crossover, you know, with a lot of lads play both with the club? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's quite tough because obviously, they're playing at such a high level, so 
everyone around you is is pushed themselves every time. So it's it's kind of really up to yourself to kind of keep pushing yourself on as well as pushing everyone else on around you. So it'd be more so I kind of towards the start of the year, I'd kind of just be, be with the county. I wouldn't be playing too much club stuff in general. And then the likes of the football, um, I kind of only come come play the football in, in kind of the, the kind of summer months or whatever when the the hurling kind of is is not um there's not as much going on in the hurling so that's kind of when I get back into play the football so it's good in the sense that you you get a good break away from it I really look forward to, to coming back in and playing the football it makes it even better that it's at such a high level and um, you're coming back in to, to play the top teams in the in the country and how do you like so over the last couple of years like how do you find it you know, do you find it testing on the body? The fact that like, you're probably playing the week in, way out, week out with the club, and then you have the county as well on top of that. Yeah, so it's 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 quite tough to find the balance. Um, in the in the early months of the year and the, the season, should I say, the um, you're kind of mainly with your county or whatever, and you're doing your pre-season. So, um, obviously you're getting the the, the best of trainings out there, and then. When you get back to play with the clubs, it's I suppose it's just a matter of kind of get putting your best foot forward and making sure that. Um, you're kind of you're proving yourself of, of why you should be out with the, the county team so in the sense of training it's it can be quite hard because well, especially playing the jail and you might feel like you're being pulled and dragged from every angle so it's I just found that it was it was um, it was important to know when to say no to to different things or whatever and it's, it's all about like looking after yourself and not burning yourself out because there's no point in picking up the injuries start of the year that are going to carry out through the year and potentially affect your season so it was just a matter of finding that, that kind of balance between it all and just over the last couple of years um, I'm not too sure like, did you get many injuries or were you injured at all I to be honest I was lucky enough um, I had a couple of like one or two bad injuries I, I broke two bones in my hand and that's probably the worst that it got um, more than a couple of small niggles that might have been a week or two here and there, but I was, to be honest, touch water and lucky enough now not to to pick up too many serious injuries. So hopefully it keeps on that way. Perfect. And look, we'll we, we'll get right into it now. We'll bring it back to the early days. But before before I go back, um, have you a big pick? Like how many um, players would you have to pick from with the with the club? You know, with the football and hurling. So in the club, it would have been kind of predominantly football. Well, it's looked on as predominantly football. So there's 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 a lot there to pick from. We have a number of just we've four or five um, adult football teams in the club. So there is there's always lads pushing on for places. And then we've in, in recent years we've had very successful minor teams. Um, so you've young you've a train of young lads coming up constantly every year. Um, and the the hurl in the club has come on leaps and bounds in recent years. We've this, in the past recent years, we've had a couple of minor captains, um, a lot of lads in around kind of minor teams, under twenty teams. So it's the hurdle is really on the up in the club, and it's it's great to see now. Obviously, this year was our, our first year in the, the senior A championship, so it's um, it's great to be up there with the the bigger the bigger teams and getting getting all the lads up in, in Thomas Dave's kind of out supporting and seeing what the what the A championship is like. So it's it's been it's been great. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back so do you know growing up in in, uh, in the Tala area um, what was it like I suppose from the outside looking in you know it kind of it's given a bad you know perception which is is not right you know without living there do you want to give us an overview of what it was like yeah look for me you get the good and bad everywhere I suppose um, 
I'm sure it's obviously it's, it gets a bit of a bad name, but look, there's good lads out there and in around the, the Thomas Davis areas. There seems to be, as I said, there's there's bad lads everywhere, but there's also there's more there's more good lads knocking around than there is bad lads to be honest with you. So it um so I started playing hurling there in sixth class in school, and now I went to school the primary school over in Dundrum. So there was a bit of a trek, but uh, it kind of that's kind of where it all started, and then obviously. Thomas Davis was was my first club to join, so it's um they've been good to me over the years. So hopefully there's there's plenty of good shares uh, ahead of us. And um, that sense my my next question. So you started playing hurling in in um in sixth class. Did you, were you playing football younger, or did that come after? So the the football kind of would have would have came in in around the same time, really. Um, now I didn't. I had joined the the hurling team up in Thomas Davis. Um. First of all, like a couple of a couple of mates on the road had been playing, so I went up, just did a bit of training, and I was actually playing for kind of training with the team that was two years above me. That was the kind of the group of lads I was hanging around with. So it was um, it, it wasn't long till I was pulled back down to, to my own age group, and then I suppose maybe six or seven months after I joined the, the hurling, like everyone up there at a young age, they're, they're playing the football and the hurling. So. It kind of it was good the fact that I got to meet new people and the lads, maybe some lads that didn't play the jill and. It was good to get a good mix up around there. Did you play anything else as a as a young fella? Um, you know, before things really started getting serious, did you play rugby or, or soccer? No, it was a little bit of soccer. Not not too much, to be honest with you. Um, I just not that I didn't have an interest. I just never really kind of got involved with the team. I was just kind of just floating around, not not really part of any clubs and. Obviously, I'm very thankful that I ended up getting into the GAA. It's a, it's a great community to be involved in, you know. Yeah, it definitely have a lot of um, a lot of benefits, and it's you know you can go anywhere in the world, you know, and you you you'd always find someone um, who is some affiliation to the GAA. Uh, look, when did you break onto the the county setup? You played development squads. Was it the hurling or football? Uh, which one did you break onto? So I was involved with um, since under fourteen. Um, I've been all involved with both teams. Um, now, at the young age like that, there there seems always seems to be a lot of lads that play dual. Um, so I played dual um, on both teams up until minor, and then for my first year minor, I was kind of made um, choose which one to kind of go with because obviously the workload was 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 too much. They they couldn't expect. At the time, lads to play both and being able to be at every session and stuff. So, um, look, I was flying on both teams, um, and for whatever reason at the time, I just decided to go with the hurling, and it's kind of it's been good to me since, and things are going well at the minute. So, I'm, I'm fairly happy with my choice. And like, how did you find that? With say, you know, as a young fella, like you must have been like playing and training day in day out. You know, if it wasn't with the with the hurling, is with the football. If it wasn't with the club, is with the development squad. Yeah, look, it's been it's been tough over the years, and especially with the lads up, all your mates up in the club that aren't playing with the county teams, and if they get their week off, they're off down the country, or for their they get longer summers, so they're kind of they're getting a couple of more holidays in and and stuff like that. So it's tough, but I mean, if you want to play at the top level, you have to kind of make them sacrifices. So it's it was all on my own back. No one made me did it. So it was. Hopefully now it's 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 it'll be worthwhile now when I hopefully have a, an all Ireland medal in my back pocket. It's definitely going. It's definitely you know going the right direction, and it's um, 
hopefully it, it will be worth it. And look, I suppose we'll, we'll, like, we'll bring it back to 2016. Um, is that your first year minor uh, with, with the hurling? Did, did you play Dublin minor football and hurling and then you had to decide after, was it, or what was it? Yeah, so it kind of I was on on trial with both teams, um, and then I would I kind of made um, both cuts on each team, and it was really picking which which kind of code I wanted to go with because as I said, sure I wasn't I couldn't have done everything, um, so it was up until the very start of minor I was playing Jill, and then made the the, the switch to just play the hurling, and, uh, and then that was my first year involved with the team. Um, I was playing. I was kind of in and out, in and out of the um, the kind of starting team and stuff. But it's kind of towards the end of the year, I kind of I made a good impact and got a couple of um, a couple of starts under my belt. Very good. And we'll say with with that with that minor team, um, you know, you would have went through the trials with what led them down to play senior football with Dublin, with for the footballers. Um, there, there's a couple of lads. Pader O'Kofik Brown. He's um. He's after making a fairly big impact to himself at the minute. Um, there's a there's a there's a good few lads kind of knocking around. There's there's a number of lads still on the under twenties panel. Um, but it's there is to be Patrick Cuffig Burn. Um, the likes of Evan Comerford, who would be the year older than me. Um, kind of Sean Bugler, all them lads would have been kind of the year above me. So when I was first year minor, they were still kind of knocking around the minor teams, you know. And. Like it, I found it hard to figure out because, like, how how many years did you play minor minor hurling? Was it two or three years? It was it was two years. So I was kind of I didn't play when I was under sixteen. I didn't play. Um, I just it was just it was just for the two years there when I was two thousand sixteen and then two thousand seventeen and then two seasons. How did you get on both years? You were saying the first year you kind of kind of started breaking into the, the squad, but the second year were you were you starting? Yeah, it um so it was my first year I kind of in and out of a couple of, of the of the, the match day starting teams. Um kind of the length of final I didn't start and then the the following game when we played Limerick in the All Ireland semi final I started uh, midfield that day. So throughout the as the year went on I kinda of obviously progressed and kinda of nailed nailed the spot down. So um it was good in that sense. And then on from my second year minor, I was I was made captain, so I had quite a, a pivotal role um, for that year. Um, so I played kind of more so midfield, um, more midfield wing forward um, for that kind of whole season. Um, I had a bit of a setback that year when I broke my hand, but it was after maybe six or seven weeks, um, just before the league. So I think I missed the first league game, and then I played against Wexford in Parnell Park. Um, for the minors that day, and how were you appointed captain? Because down in Kerry, look, it's the kind of division or the club that wins the championship. In Dublin, it's it's, it's different, is it? Yeah, it's uh, completely down to the the management team. Obviously, they sit down and have their kind of meetings and all that crack, and just kind of come together to, I suppose, pick who they want to kind of lead the team out on the the match days, and I suppose. I had the experience from the, the previous year, so we kind of had a lot of things going my way, which was which was um, which was good. So obviously it was a great honour to kind of lead the teams out on match days, and especially getting out to play in Crow Park. And it's not every day you you know you step into Crow Park, captain of the team. So it was it was it was a great experience. 
that definitely gave you the you know the appetite you know even more so I suppose and you know made you realise that things were going the right direction. Yeah, big time. It was uh, I suppose a big stepping stone in me me hurling career, you could say. And uh, were you playing um, with the senior senior grade in with the club? Like, were you playing seniors? You know, while you're playing minors with the uh, with the county, were you playing seniors with Thomas Davis? Yes, I was. Yeah. So when when I was minor, I think it was when I was first year minor, I stepped up. And played for the uh, the senior team of the club. We were we were intermediate back then, so um, I was playing. I kind of came straight into the team and, and started wing back, and I've been playing there since. So um, that was the kind of the start of the club scene, kind of getting progressing. And since then, year after year, we've been getting better. A new wave of players coming up through minor teams, and I suppose look if you look on five years from that, four or five years from that, we're up playing senior A championship. So. It's going obviously going in the right direction, and things are being done properly, which is which is the main thing, you know. And is is that the first time the, the club has been up at that level, or were you, were you there years ago? Yeah, so it's the first time actually in the club's history that we have been in the uh, the senior A championship for the hurling, um, which is again like like a lot of other things in my career. It's been a great kind of privilege to to play there. And when you think of all the lads who have gone before you that haven't got the chance to that have put in 10-15 years of hard work and you know so early in my career that I've, I've gotten to, to play there already so it's, it is it's a great achievement for, for all of us and everyone in the club and when you won the, the intermediate grade that year um, did you go on to represent Dublin in the intermediate All-Ireland series or how was that done? We did yeah so the way it works is the winners of the Senior B play the winners of the Intermediate Championship and it's kind of whoever wins that game goes into the the Lancer Championship to represent Dublin. So we played um, Rohini in in Abbottstown that year. Obviously Rohini had won the Senior B and we, we beat Rohini on the day and we went on to play um, Glen Ely of Wicklow and they it was a very good game on the day. We kind of with a lad sent off with a couple of minutes to go and it kinda of came down to the wire and they just kinda of, kinda of pulled away at the end. So they, they went on. I think they played Bally Ragged in the semi finals then. Or the finals, I can't remember which which one it was, but um that was obviously a great experience as well, you know. Even up to you know, up up to that stage you experienced a huge amount. The minor grade was definitely a um a learning experience for you, both with the club and, and with the county. Big time, yeah. It was it kind of it stood to me on the day when you you step up to play with the senior teams in the club. You have that bit of experience playing with the, the kind of top quality players of with the county setup at minor. So it uh, definitely did stand to me. Um, then in, in 2018, um, you played with under 21s, but 2019, then you played with under 20s. So that was the the year the the age group changed when the core changed. Yeah, it uh, it was it was a strange one. Um, that was I played my first year on the twenty ones under under Johnny McGurk again, and um, it was that was similar enough to the my first year minor. I was kind of in and out of panels, and it was uh, kind of a bit up and down. And uh, but eventually, I kind of I got there and I kind of nailed down my starting place. So I, I was happy with that. And then obviously the following year went on to. 
um, play under twenties. It was it was dropped down the year, which was which is strange because you're you've been used to playing with the the older lads for for the year and then drop back down. And like it was just like I was one of the I went from being one of the youngest lads on the panels to being one of the oldest lads on the panels in the space of a couple of months, which was which was strange, but it is what it was. Um, and then how how do you find that do you? You know, obviously, a lot of lads missed out. To, you know, in, in that year, um, you know, did you find that the dynamic of the team changed? Yeah, like it was. We found it quite strange. I couldn't wrap wrap my head around why it was being done. Like because there was always lads going to be involved in leaving certs and, and different things like that. No matter like how old they are, because lads that might have missed this if it went under twenties would have missed it if it was in twenty ones and all this track. So it was it was it was strange now, but um it was good, I suppose. It was I got to play with a completely different batch of players and a lot of the younger lads who who would have seen me playing over the couple of years and it was good to kinda, of, you know, get get back down and, and play play with the younger lads, you know. And there was a couple of couple of great young lads there that'll hopefully see up now with the senior in the next kind of year or two. Which was which was good to good to do, you know. And I suppose that year it was challenging for you. In, in you know, in 2019, um, you lost out to Toffley. Was that the first round of the Dinsey Championship? Um, that was the second round. We we had a boy into the second round, um, and okay, it was it was tough. Um, I was up with the seniors there from the start of the year, so it was it was it was quite tough when you're. Going training with the seniors, and you, I wasn't doing a whole lot with the under twenties, and um, it's it, it might have came down to the lack of kind of bonding, nearly. You know, not saying that lost the first on the day. You know, like we didn't we didn't perform on the day or whatever, um, but it was just it was it was it was tough when you're not with a team for so long to come back in only a couple of weeks before the championship game to kind of to get to know everyone, get to know how everyone plays. So it was that was that was quite challenging, as you said. I suppose that you you only kind of realise that now, um, you know, looking back now. But at the time, I suppose it's hard to, to hard to hard to see that. Like, yeah, exactly. Look, it's it's only now when you have when you're sitting down talking to to someone about it, and you're like, actually, do you know what? Look, that's it was it was very difficult. Like we we did have a very good under twenties team, and like potentially could have done something with the team. But look, you know yourself, if you don't perform on the day, you you don't deserve to win. So. That's what happened to us, unfortunately. It just happened to be my my last kind of underage game, I suppose you could say. You you were saying there then that look at the start of that year, you know, you were in with the the seniors. How did you find that? You know, you know, getting the call to win with the seniors at such a young age, but yes, you still had only twenties. Yeah, so it was obviously it was a it was a serious privilege to kind of even get the phone call in the first place. You know, um. I was obviously delighted to to pick up the phone, um. But it was it was unusual as well because I still had the under twenties and I got the whole championship ahead of me, um. And then obviously, obviously it was great though to get in with the senior team to get that level of training. To the way I saw it was that I was getting to such a high level of training that when I went back with the under twenties, I'd kind of show what I've what I've gotten off the lads to to the younger lads, which was. Which was when I was there. Obviously, I tried to do, which was, which I suppose was a good thing. And like, do you find it mentally? Do you find it tough, like, to, you know, to to go back into under twenties? Um, 
suppose naturally someone would. Like, what advice would you give to in similar situations down the line? Yeah, look, it was, it was, it was different because obviously the under the under twenty one train, the minor train is obviously a very high standard, but you're taking it to a completely different level when you're up with the senior team and the commitment that has to be shown is is next level. So it kind of took a bit of time to adapt and um, to the whole situation. But look, for anyone that's going into a, a situation like that, just put your best foot forward. And, you know, you're obviously you've been called up for a reason, so. There's no real need to be worrying if you're not performing at a at a certain time, or whatever. Like they know what you can do, so obviously go out and just express yourself. That year when you were with the the seniors, so yeah, last year, 2019. Um, how did that go for you? Did you get much game time? Um, I got a bit of game time. I came on in a couple of games um, during the league. I came on in a couple of Walsh Cup games, so I was delighted to even put the jersey on. Um, the way I've seen that year was a kind of like a, a bit of an introductory year, getting used to the whole setup. And geez, obviously, I was never going to walk straight onto a team, so you have to earn your place, earn your jersey. So that's kind of how I how I seen that year, and just used it as a, a stepping stone, I suppose, towards this year, where I've kind of nailed down a, a bit of a spot at the minute. Um, well, up until uh, we stopped with the whole kind of coronavirus and stuff, so it was. Um, Look, it was good. It was it was great to be involved in and get the whole experience. And then I suppose, look, you you lost out to Leash last year. Um, definitely, was it put a damper and everything. I say the the morale around the the team was very low. Then, yeah, it was. Um, obviously, Leash are a very good team, but we we didn't do ourselves justice or whatever. It's it's just this. Disappointed when you've been training for so long and you put so much effort in, and that's, look, someone has to has to lose on the day, and unfortunately it was us. Um, but so, look, we just put the head down after that, then took the break, and then when we came back, put the head down and, and kind of put our best foot forward, and everyone kind of knuckled down in training to kind of rectify it this year, I suppose. <clears throat> and when we, you know, when um, say when the intercounty scene finished last year, um. You definitely had a, you had a very exciting couple of months with the with the hurlers and with the footballers with the club, um, getting promoted to the a, a championship with the hurlers and and going all the way with footballers, you know, to the to the final. Yeah, it was it was great to get back playing with the club. Um, obviously, you, when you've been with the county and you've been away with the club for so long, it's, you really look forward to it. Um, with the, with the hurling, now it was we were unlucky in the final. Um, as again I said as I said there a minute ago someone has to lose on the day unfortunately it was us again but look we did we did really well kind of getting promoted and as I said um, getting up to to play in the Senior A Championship is, is where you want to be is where every young lad kind of wants to play in you know and then um, in the football it was it was, geez, it was great to get back playing football um, as I said earlier on such a high standard um, coming in playing some of the best teams in the county or and in the country should I say um, and then, obviously, we did we did very well reaching the, the county final, and kind of I think it was four or five points in the end. Paddy Bowden beat us, um, so it was it was a, it was a tough defeat, or whatever. Had to take it, but look, we kind of did ourselves proud, did the club proud and stuff. So it was kind of it was a good stepping stone to um, obviously because two years previous or the year previous we were in the, the senior B championship and kind of made a name for ourselves there, winning that, beating Cool in the in the B final and. 
coming up the straight away the year after to to reach the DA championship, which was which was kind of great, you know. It kind of put us back out there on the map. I um I remember reading at the time that I could be wrong now, but that you had no county player for the footballers. Is that true? Yeah, so we had we had a couple of lads kind of maybe in around Auburn Cup teams, but at the time we had no one playing senior in the county. Um, we had two lads involved, two or three lads involved with the under twenties team, but there was no one involved with the the uh, the senior in the county team, which was, I suppose, when you think of it, it's kind of a bit strange the fact that the team like that is just kind of come out of the woodwork and just kind of, I suppose, surprised everyone is is the word to say. But um, look, it's, it was, as I said, it was great for us, you know. As I said, it's great to surprise everyone and put us back on the map. And Hedy, is it all um, is it all tele tele based players or te- you know within within that region? Has any guys from outside the the county? Yeah, so we we one lad from um, from Derry. He came down and played just for the year. Um, I think he was kind of meant to play this year, but whatever. I'm not sure if his missus had a, had a baby or not, or, or what the story was. But he went back for the year anyway. Um, so he played. He played centre back for us. Um, can't remember his second name. Peter. Peter. So I can't remember, can't remember the name anyway. But he was a he was a vital player for us last year, which was I suppose it's tough going into this year without him. But um, there's there's plenty of young lads there. Like there's a lot of young lads stepping up. Um, up through from the minor teams to kind of cementing positions on the on the senior team, which is great to see. Um, it's great to see them kind of with the championship back on now, getting in and kind of expressing themselves. And like, would you have to say thirty lads, you know, for um for training games? Like, would you have thirty thirty five lads for you say coming up the championship? I'd say like especially with such a big big pick. Yeah, like there is, as I said earlier on, there's. There's a number of teams. There's four or five adult teams up there. So the lads do, the management do have a, a kind of a handful pick a team or whatever at the start of the year when players are being graded. So there's there's plenty of players there to uh, for for in-house games. You know when you're getting ready for championship and all that all that jazz. The um, it's it's great that you have the numbers to be able to go out and play just an in-house game because sure you know yourself that's where you kind of. That's where you get the best training from is in the matches. And I suppose just you know, just to give us um you know, an idea of what it was like to say, you know, you got through Castle Knock, um, you beat him McCoy Crokes who were in the Leinster final, I think, the year before. Um like you kind of, like you said earlier on, you came out you came out of the, the woodwork. What was it like around the club facing these big boys? And I think he actually beat Rohini or did he beat Rohini as well in the group stages last year? Yeah, that was out in Ottawa Park. The geez, the atmosphere around the club was 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 something else. They kind of everyone got on board, and you know there was there was flags up all over, kind of Tala and around Tala Village and stuff. So it was it was deadly when you're you're driving down the road and you're seeing the kind of the Thomas Davis colours up on the lamppost and stuff, and kind of everyone getting involved, which was which was a serious atmosphere around the place, you know. Like, how did you create that culture and you know that momentum? I suppose like last, the year before you won the B Championship, so it was it was progressing. But to make that step to go all the way as such in the in the A Championship, how do you make that leap? It must be a great bunch of great belief in the in the, in the club. Yeah, uh, there is. I think the lads just kind of 
obviously believed in themselves and believed how good they were. That like we kind of went out with the the mindset in every game that no one had the the right to to beat us, no matter what grade we were in the year before. I suppose winning the B Championship gave us a lot of momentum going into the the next season, um, which was a kind of great boost for us or whatever. Um, just simply the fact that you know that we maybe lads trying to trying to make a make a name for themselves to try and make on the county panels and stuff and kind of really bursting themselves and training and sure look it paid off and as I said unfortunately we lost in the final but look it's we, we were there thereabouts so hopefully you know, this year might be might be different and did you did you find it challenging to balance both the club hard and club football last year you know especially when it, every game was, was so vital you know it was more or less knockout coming towards the back end of the year yeah yeah, it was uh, it was it was tough. It's, I suppose it's like balancing it again is it was obviously very tough. But like we've a number of lads who are playing dual up in the club, so it was as I said earlier on. It was when the games are so close together. It's it's not about doing every train, and it's more about looking after the body and making sure you're right for the next day. So you might do on the on the hurling week, you'll do the two hurling sessions and go up and watch one of the football sessions or maybe kick a ball around and vice versa for the for the football weeks. Um so it was just kinda of looking after yourself, trying not to get injured and staying as, as kinda of fit as you can for for the duration of it. Must have been um must have been a, a very exciting time though, definitely like, you know, just especially it would have been around October, November, you know, and it would have been the, the, the dark evenings, but the momentum was definitely going the right way for for you at the time. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Now it was kind of as I said, everyone came on board, and like even the the, the local uh, pitch, St Anne's across the road from us there, and um, who would actually be they'd be rivals to us, but they let us use their their floodlit grass pitch. So it was kind of it was great to see kind of you know the kind of GA spirit there, everyone coming together and you know hopping on board and giving a dig out. I suppose you know from for you know for people like you know outside of Dublin. Um, you know, in rural clubs, you have that parish feel. Um, how did you? How do you create that parish feel, that tight knit community, in you know, in Thomas Davis? Yeah, look, like amongst the team, it's everyone is kind of we're all local lads living in around in around the area. So even the lads, say four or five years older than you, you'd know them from the years, whatever. Even even outside the GAA, so you had that kind of bond nearly already there and I suppose just the team itself like doing the types of team building activities and stuff like that which was great like we went down to the Curra a couple of times and you know yourself like going on the bear is probably the best the best team bonding you can do you you see the other side of lads that you won't see elsewhere and sure once you, you see that side of them you, you know sure lads just relax and everything kind of glows together which is which is which is great like it's important, I suppose. It's important to have the right balance there. Yeah, it's the power of those team building and team bonding trips are uh, are are amazing. Yeah, exactly. They're they're very important. I'm a firm believer of getting a couple of them in each year, um, just to to give to give lads a break as well. Like just so it's not all kind of gal based and, and stuff like that. Like it's good to get out and just do stuff with the lads, even if it is. But now going down the country for two nights or something with the and going on the beer and doing a couple of activities or whatever down there. And I suppose look, we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up now in in a minute. But look, what advice would you give to 
tumor led starting off. Um, would you think? Do you think it's important to play as much sport as possible? Um, personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it down to playing as much sport as possible. I'd put it, I'd put it down to like, especially when you're younger. As long as you're having having fun, I suppose, and like you're enjoying it. That's that's kind of the main thing. And um, I don't feel like kids should be should be forced into doing things that they mightn't like and playing for different teams. If if a if a young lad doesn't like playing playing football and I believe that's fair enough. Don't like don't make him play as long as he's enjoying himself and things follow. Um you know, so it's it's important that they're not kind of overworked and forced into things, as I said, because sure that's how players fall off the, the face of the earth. Like there's lads there that have played with for I don't know, maybe six years or so, and they've no involvement with it anymore because they just kind of got sick of it, and you know that that pressure just got got kind of too much, and it just wasn't for them. So it's unfortunate to see that happen. But as I said, the main thing would be to, as long as you're enjoying yourself, and they're happy. And I suppose look, sometimes you kind of thought it there, but I suppose you you kind of answered. Um, did you ever get that bug to to go away for a summer and and play across? Across in America, play football or, or hurling. But I suppose you would have been playing week in way week out, so it would have been hard to to leave it. Yeah. Look, it was last year alone. There was maybe I think about six or seven lads from the football team in the club went over to Boston, and just obviously I was still playing back over here and looking at their Snapchats and Instagram stories and just seeing the crack they're having is like. It's just it's a word. It would make you want to go, you know. Like it's something I'd love to do, and I'm definitely going to look into because I just believe that it's something that everyone should do. And we have plenty of years playing for for the county teams and club teams back here, so it's it's it'll be good to get away and have that different experience, you know. And meet new people, different lads from the country and stuff. Like I know some of the lads there that went away last year to meet up with other lads from down the country that they met over. Over in um, American stuff, so it would be great. Now it's definitely something on the bucket list, anyway. Brilliant, brilliant. I'm sure, uh, sure, a lot of clothes will be on to us down the line. Um, just I suppose, just to to give us an overview, like I I have a fair understanding of it, but just for people who won't be aware, um, the senior championship in Dublin, it's broken up, isn't it? Yeah. So it's the it's it's broken up into four groups. Um, sixteen teams split up the four. Sixteen teams split up into four groups of four. Um, so you play. Well, I suppose this this season at the minute is kind of a bit up in the air, and it's it's been different to recent years. Um, but at the minute the games are obviously you play three games. You play one game at home, um, one game away in someone else's home ground, and then one game in a neutral venue, and um, whether that be Parnell Park or O'Till Park or one of the other kind of big grounds like that so it's it's difficult and it's strange because it's not uh, very often that you play you know like a, a senior A championship whether it's football or hurling in your in your home ground and obviously with the, the kind of the restrictions on the amount of people that can go watch the games is it's quite difficult because I'm sure if you had these games in the likes of Parnell Park at full capacity like you'd nearly you'd nearly fill them because the amount of people that do follow the, the club championship up here um, so it's it's quite hard when you've you know there might be seventy tickets given out to each each club for supporters. So it's it's strange. 
And yeah, I, I just saw there as well recently that um, there's going to be no improvement on, on numbers, you know, attending games, which is uh, which is a bit disheartening because, you know, you're really you're really in the thick of it now above and above in Dublin. It's going to going to increase going forward. Yeah, the game like the games are full tilt at the minute. Like it's well, especially with likes himself who play who's playing Jill, I'll have a championship game on on Wednesday, and then I'll have a say. Like this Wednesday, I'm playing football championship, and then on Saturday, I'm playing hurling championship. So that kind of goes back to your your point earlier on about watching and like watching the body and making sure you're not getting injured and stuff. And like it's 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 strange because you're getting togged out for like a, a senior A championship game on the side of a pitch, like under one of the lads' gazebos that he brought down. Like so, it's I'm sure we've seen a lot of pictures coming around at the minute, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's I suppose it's different. It's probably never going to happen again, but. I suppose you just embrace it and take it as it is. Exactly, exactly. Look, David, I'll uh, I'll end it there. I'll look, thanks for taking the time out and uh, and chatting to me. Yeah, cheers. I appreciate you getting in contact with me, and I'm very appreciative of it. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode with David Kyo. The last couple of years have been very, very significant. Two years for the Thomas Davis man, um, a dual Dublin race star, went on to focus on the hurling aspect and his decision is definitely paying off. Uh, David was very open and honest about the success of his local club, Thomas Davis has had over the last couple of years. They've been building it very, very nicely. Unfortunately, this um, season, they mind the winter away, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. And they're, they're playing against some of the big dogs now in Dublin and the country. So it's all good from their perspective. And hopefully they'll have a very successful couple of years, both in football and in hurling too. Something that really struck me was how humble he is. Um, he has all the qualities become a leading force for the Dublin Hurlers in the next couple of years. His career has gone from strength to strength and from everyone here at On The Ball Team Building and an Interview Podcast. We wish him the very, very best. That is all from us on this week's episode. Please do contact the show if you have any stories from being part of a team. Don't worry, everything will be kept confidential. Don't forget to rate, review, or tell your friends and family about In the Inside View podcast. And be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, it's at underscore on the ball team building. Over on Facebook, it's on the ball team building. And over on Twitter, you'll find us at we are on the ball too. That is the digit to have a lovely week. And be sure to tune in again next week when we have another exciting guest. Till then, stay safe and remember, cred in that fin. Talk to you all soon.